Is the time running? Yep. There we go. We're good. All right. So here we go, everybody. Welcome to our Christmas episode, which is, as usual, another movie commentary. And we have another special one for you. So if you recall, last month for Thanksgiving, we did a movie commentary for, oh gosh, what was it? Uh, Savage Dawn. And now we have for you the sister film. This is another movie starring Lance Hendrickson and William Forsyth and Brian Bosworth, who is a treat in this film. Uh, to listen to uh, to watch this movie, uh, we recommend YouTube. It's free on YouTube. There you go. Uh, no commercials. I don't think so. Anyway. I should point out that it's not just free on YouTube, as in it's on YouTube movies for free. Somebody has just uploaded it to YouTube, yeah, and, and nobody no... thought to copyright claim it. Right. So... Uh, yeah, the sync on this is going to be real easy. In a couple seconds, I'm just going to say three, two, one, play. And we're just all just going to press play on our YouTubes is what we're going to do. You ready, Swigs? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, play. We got our Metro Golden Mayor. All right. Let's settle in. So yeah, for for younger listeners that don't know, Brian the Boz Bosworth was um I don't know how to put it. He was sort of If you replace like um all the all the the racial issues with just taking steroids and being a jackass. He was kind of a Colin Kaepernick sort of character, big college player that really, really fizzled out fast in uh, the NFL, but was such a larger than life character. He gets he gets to make movies like this. So he's just walked into the convenience store. These guys are at the register. How did they not see him walk in? That doesn't track for me. It's all part of his character. You see, he's a... Uh... Well, he looks like Vigo from Ghostbusters 2 right now. Yeah. A haircut mind, and everything. Keep in mind, we're supposed to think that he's an FBI agent. Uh, my favorite part of this scene is the girl they're holding hostage with her dental headgear. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, this is an incredibly elaborate, like, five man grocery store robbery scheme yeah why don't they have the money and leave by now like they don't need to crack the bank vaults like they don't really need hostages but (laughs) yeah yeah why do they have a hostage to begin with they're just knocking over a convenience store now i want to know they've already opened the register right yeah we saw that 
Now, what I want to know is, is Downey like a uh, a sponsor for this movie? Was that product placement? Uh, it must have been. Dental headgear is a product placement for sure. Like, that was a pretty big thing around the time this movie came out, wasn't it? I, I don't know. I... I, when I was a kid, people would still talk about dental headgear, but I don't remember anyone ever having to actually wear it. That is a great fall. I I love this 80s trope of just the, uh, the wise guy hotshot just dispatching enemies without a care in the world. Yeah. Fantastic. I, fantastic one-liner yeah I, I there's so many things I, I i could go back and do a half hour on that scene just why was the fbi ready to show up right away uh why does the local cop know this fbi agent mm-hmm. there's why? a lot going on <laughs> Now, in this scene, I don't see any legs dragging. So, we got some pretty good uh, some pretty good riding here. Yeah, so far we're passing the Moto Bechdel test. Yeah. The bikers are a little less apocalyptic in this one. It's a little bit more accurate to the 80s biker look. That's a sweet custom trike there. I love this idea of them just (laughs) shooting beers off of each other's shoulders with real guns. Just straight up drunk William Tell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you missed four times? Let's let's up the stakes. It's fantastic. Those are some of the worst muzzles, like uh, muzzle fires ever. But I I don't care. I love this. I love that he just pulls out a fucking calico, which is like a one hundred round two two caliber pistol. Yeah. Now it took us quite a minute to to recognize Lance Hendrickson in uh, in this role here at first. Oh, I forgot this part. It must be said, we we watched this movie once through so far, and I don't know about you, I was unbelievably drunk and tired. I kind of drifted in and out. Yeah. But what I caught was amazing. I'll give this movie this. It gets up and goes, like, quick, right? We've established our party biker gang. We've got their buddy who's on trial already, right? Yeah, they got their buddy on trial, and the main thing is that there's this whole scheme to break him out of jail if he's declared guilty, if he's if he's found guilty, and the biker gang is is gonna bust him out, and then they're in they're infiltrating the gang to prevent it. 
Well, but here, look, we've already got Will Forsyth, yeah, murdering the oh, yeah. judge. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have to stop and talk about this outfit. So, first of all, he's wearing what looks like a woman's 80s workout outfit. It's got no neck on. He's a necklace shirt. He's doing the this Rocky ripoff right here. He's just throwing all kinds of just whatever food in his blender here. Yeah, it's got the raw eggs, Snickers bars. Yeah, and he puts the shells in as well. Why does he crack the eggs if he's putting the shell in? Oh, yeah, got to throw the hot sauce in. Because he's a tough guy. But look, like, we're getting... uh... Oh, yeah, his pet Komodo dragon. This is such a great <laughs> reveal. Again, the, 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 I actually, I don't, I can't remember. I, is this an 80s movie? I think this might have been like 91. This is early 90s. Yeah. It, Spiritually, has, it's definitely an 80s movie. I don't know. This has the stench of 91 all over it. Now, I think you told me last time, like, the trick they do with, like, lizards like this is to get them to, like, not eat the actor's face they just uh um, oh, they refrigerate him yeah they just put him in the refrigerator for like 45 minutes yeah that's exactly what they do or at least they did back then uh, who knows maybe now they sedate them or something but yeah they used to just straight up put him in a fridge for a while <laughs> the fbi's at the door hoping you have a really merry christmas How deep do they think the biker gang infiltration, like, spy network goes? That they have to meet in the parking garage. That's true. They could have just met at the, at the offices. It's not like it's a secret that he's an FBI agent at this point. Okay, we we need to talk about his hair. This this mullet is not just a mullet. This is the Boz's mullet that he was famous for. Well, he had he had many mullets, but when we when we think about people that you know popularize the mullet, I, Wait, before know, we go into that, we need to just like talk about what they just said. They're okay. picking him to infiltrate the biker gang. Because he has more biker-related arrests than any other agent. Oh, I missed that. that Wouldn't amazing. that make him, like, the most conspicuous agent they could possibly assign to the case? I, yeah, that's, that's exactly what that means. <laughs> There's no less incognito agent. I do like that they don't go for the low-hanging fruit of, um, you know, like they're bringing him out of retirement for one last mission. Yeah, yeah, he's a loose cannon that they're they're gonna uh, forgive some. Uh... Yeah, 
but yeah, for anyone that didn't remember, this is like, you know, David Bowie got, you know, put the mullet in everyone's consciousness, but it was people like the boss that really drove it home. There's some perfect comedic timing here. Yeah, just this this shot right here of his banana hammock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to talk about the editing choice that happens here. So... So the boss is, is too cool for school here, like he is in... Every scene that he's in in this freaking movie, right? Okay, so right there, we see the Komodo dragon's tail. It's on the floor. Okay. So I, I, this, this shot doesn't track for me. What? Are we supposed to think he mistook the Komodo dragon or her for the Komodo dragon? What what's going on? Yeah. Also, is this girl just cool with the Komodo dragon freely roaming the apartment? Yeah, they're they're dangerous creatures. I. But okay, uh, let's forget the dragon. Like. I, This movie wastes no fucking time. I love it. Um, so. What can we say? Uh, well, just like a, a sleazy 80s movie. It's got gratuitous tits. Uh, oh, yeah. The bar is called the tit for tat. This movie does have a lot more production value than the uh than than any others that we've done so far, I think. Well, it's maybe, true. We've got real lighting here. I mean, I know we said Savage Dawn doesn't look terrible. This one legit looks like a movie that was in theaters. Yeah, like technically just the camera work, the framing, the audio and everything is very technically sound. It's just the story that's fucking insane. It is. I love this low-rent Aerosmith band. So, so Boz has two acting moves and only two. One is, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, cock my head and be too cool for school. The other is I'm going to smirk and be too cool for school. And these are his, <laughs> he just toggles back between these two emotions. And that is all he does this entire movie. 
And he just really falls back on his nickname and NFL reputation as the boss to sell this entire movie. And that is everything that's happening here. In the meantime, there's some legitimately great character actors. And and Lance Hendrickson... Uh, Will Forsyth is okay in this. Not as good as he was in Savage Dawn, honestly. But Lance fucking brings it in this movie. Lance is amazing in this. It's, it's the complete op... It's... For as much as he was understated and a non-character as the main character in... Uh, in Savage Dawn. Yeah, he, he more than makes it. it. Yeah. Weirdly, I think Will Forsyth is doing uh, the same, kind of the same character, but a little lower key in this. Like he's, like it's he's doing the same weird accent thing. Yeah. It's um He he does have crazier eyes in this one. It's like uh a mix between Shade Tree Surgeon and a character from Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> it really is. This movie does not let up with the one-liners. See, they were you know this movie sophisticated cuz they were willing to pay to get the separate shot for the nut shot. That's true, yeah. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work in post. Yeah, this this scene in Savage Dawn where like from where they leave the fight to the the sheriff coming in to them like all walking out is like one great big unbroken long shot. I, they might cut a couple times to to what's his face like you know pressing the the bar owner down on the bar and whatever, but yeah, yeah. There's a lot of coverage on this. This is like yeah. This is like forty shots in a minute and a half of. Just this one little scene. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Which is incredible because yeah, given the story the is bananas. <laughs> now, we haven't really talked about the story that much. But you haven't missed anything, really. Again, the the bikes are all pretty accurate. If we consider this is like 91, 88 or something, again, a lot of 60s, 70s Harleys here that also just all a, fits an unbroken the bill. shot of like 15 people who all can ride motorcycles. Well, look, it's a bike rally and someone's trailering their Harley in. That's realistic. Yeah. Now, it's pretty clear the boss is not that great at riding a motorcycle. He's got his feet down a lot. Oh yeah, we've got some. some we yeah. got a stunt double. Th- 
This isn't too bad, but the, again, this is one of those like Fast and Furious races where somebody wins just because the other person didn't think to change gear or what? I, I don't know. Like it. Like drag racing somehow has to do with how cool you are. You may or may not get a burst of speed at the end or something. Yeah, the longer your mullet is, the faster your bike goes. I love that that's that guy's move. We've seen him he's, we've seen him just break three people on his knee by now. He really should take his earring off before he does this. So if anybody hasn't uh, realized by now, Bandana Man is Lance Henriksen. He's like a weird mix of Bishop and Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I've got to say, as compared to um, Middle of the Desert, Midnight Biker Dance Beach Party in the last movie, this looks like a biker rally I would much rather attend. As dangerous and crazy as it probably is, everyone's got a beer, so, you know, they've brought some well-stocked coolers, right? They got this fight pit going on, which looks like you don't have to fight, and there are people shooting beers off each other's shoulders and stuff. I, It kind of looks like a good time. Yeah. Well, as we also, find out later... We also a... discover there is a financial model backing this biker band, this biker <laughs> group, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, their their name is super lame though. The Brotherhood. It's a little generic. Well, uh it, it's fair enough since they're kind of like a weird Confederate slash neo Nazi biker gang. It kinda fits. I guess it's true.
take my old lady and have some fun. Is this a thing that has ever happened? Like, I don't know. I. I also wonder, like, why are they interested in him? Okay, he won a fight. Like, this is his inroad. What's what's their actual? Like, what, what value do they actually have in him? Like, why is this an opportunity for them? I don't know. Doberman. I miss Doberman guard dogs in movies, right? When I was yeah. a kid, we were all going to die by quicksand or Dobermans or, so, you know? Lightning I, strike. But, like, where did all the Dobermans go? This guy is great. It's true. Oh my gosh. This is something that um, a lot of people criticized uh, Sons of Anarchy for. You know, they're like, oh, like, you know, what's with this constant portrayal of, um, you know, these gang leaders where they're like, I'm a businessman. You know, like this goes back real far. But I do like in this, even though that, you know, they've got this this boardroom and shit that Lance Hendrickson does play it like a legit psychopath the entire time. He yeah. never has to do the businessman talk, but they still have to put him in a freaking boardroom as if like they would have one. But a bunch of bikers like this, you know, in real life, these guys would have something like Elvis's jungle room that they did meetings in, right? Yeah. I do love that shot of just the CCT camera swiveling but it's clearly on a string. <laughs> yeah. His biker getup. I do love just like the ridiculously gratuitous tits that are just like how every, every like, I don't even know like what people. Th- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love uh, how I love how they went for like a little bit of realism with everyone else and the boss is just rocking a gay pirate look, right? Yeah. 
so great. So he's fun because he is a legit psychopath. See, now that they've lured you into the movie, we're slowly sprinkling in the Confederate flags. Slowly? (laughs) We're only on, like, our third Confederate flag. Uh, I think there's a lot more than that. It ramps up as we go along. The swastikas ramp up even more. It's so fucking cheesy. (laughs) It's fantastic. So he sent what, what I can't remember. He sends him on some insane task now, doesn't he? He's got to get something. So, what? I've already forgotten. Why was he infiltrating this band, this gang to begin with? Because they thought they were going to bust out their guy who is about to get the death penalty for. Shooting a priest who married his daughter off, I think. It's not really important. It's just that he's in court and he's going to go to prison. Or he's going to get the death penalty. Right, but they killed the judge as well. Well, yeah, but they're just going to get another judge. Right. But it. Look, it's not really important. Until maybe the last 15 minutes of the movie. Well, I, there I'm, is ostensibly a plot here. Uh, maybe so okay so so he's got to go to this club and buy drugs for them i think is what's happening now uh i thought he was meant to kill this guy oh really yeah for selling drugs on their turf (laughs) oh that's right yeah the bolivian shale yeah Yeah, in Mississippi. Okay, how many? Th- I've seen like six dangling earrings by now. Uh, look, that dude's rocking one. The boss has been rocking dangling earrings. Um, Lance Hendrickson has a dangling earring constantly. I mean, the women with dangling earrings, okay, but like all the dudes, 
I was around at this time. There were there weren't this many. Also, I mean, like, did he put his mullet in a pants press for this scene? <laughs> I don't know. Women wearing essentially fishing lures on was kind of a thing at this time. Yeah, but the dudes as well. The dudes now. Oh, that's right. He takes them into custody and makes them. They, they yeah, that's right. So they got to like make it look like he got killed. Where do you get the sign off for a cadaver to do this? I, I don't know, but <laughs> now to be fair, like Eraser did the exact same thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about Eraser, which is a great terrible movie if you have time. I don't know, between Savage Dawn and this. <laughs> what kind of line is Yeah, so I don't know. Whatever our uh, our frequency counter on the Confederate flags is, it's just gone up again. How does the National Guard fit into this later? I don't know. We're jumping ahead of ourselves. I do love that Lance isn't an idiot, right? Yeah. Like, uh, a lot of the heads of these biker gangs in these 80s, 90s movies are portrayed as just complete fucking morons, right? They're all about their attitude and the show. They don't follow up on anything. They don't ask questions. Like, he's a psychopath, and you believe that his character really will do a whole bunch of crazy shit, and... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Like they're out here collecting money from their their brothels, but this is like possibly the one piece of like totally unnecessary filler in this movie. This is the one bit of padding. Oh, this is so good. Oh, yeah, this is where we introduce the mafia, 
who apparently just chuck grenades out of windows. Yeah, it's getting a little uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, isn't it? A little bit. His plan here... Why does he need to be on the car? Yeah, I don't know how this works. I mean, well, it's an easy stunt, which is why they do it. Also, is it just me, or does he look like one of the brothers from Double Dragon here? A little bit. Well, yeah, he is rocking a lot of denim. Yeah, the fingerless gloves, like, this is... I would have liked to have seen... uh, (laughs) I would have liked to have seen Chris Penn in one of these roles. With all the brawling he does, like he must have, he must have had one of those earrings ripped out by now. How did this guy get hurt? Oh, there was an explosion, wasn't there? Yeah, it was the grenade. Yeah, the grenade. (laughs) His makeup is amazing. I'm going to have to use that. That's a great one. Uh, Bikers in general have become the campaign issue. Oh, that's right. The the guy. <laughs> so, okay. Let's get this straight. So these bikers, they're dealing drugs. Okay. They're working with the mafia, whatever. Sure. But, I mean, they mostly, 
thus far been sticking to their little biker beach parties and, and doing their drugs or whatever, right? I guess they did kill a judge, it's true. But that's not proven yet. They're calling in the National Guard. Reality imitates art. Well, it's just... <laughs> I well, this is one of those things like like electric eels were dangerous back in the eighties. Like mayors used to just call in the national guard at the drop of a hat, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know now in real life that the national guard doesn't seem to get called in unless it's like you know Hurricane Katrina or some shit, right? The, or normally when the national guard gets called in, it's like, can you give us like twenty dudes and like a van, right? But, like, <laughs> This is a legit great gag right here. The the present that he brings the to the to the mafia guys. Well they're meeting with the mafia guys here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for those of you that have cheated yourselves to not watch this 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 film. So so yeah, we got this black helmet with a blacked out visor. Like it's open it. Oh, this reveal is so great. Their decapitated friend. It's so fantastic. And in the middle of the restaurant, it's the perfect like it's great. This is like legitimately clever. This may be the smartest part of the entire movie. Is just this one gag. So, I, <laughs> so at this point here, because he's made this plan with the mafia, he must already have in mind this plan with the National Guard later on. Now that he knows they're called in. And they've got this drug, this, uh, this, 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 um, this deal going on where they're going to steal these barrels of drugs. Yeah. Also, this is a great little scene. Also, if you have any idea how VCRs actually worked back in the day, you would know how ridiculous this scene is. <laughs> So, so how are these barrels of drugs coming in again? I'm unclear on that. I don't know. It's it's really not important. It's that's true. It's not. So now we're in this undisclosed location that is curiously lit, like the tit for tat. It's true. It kind of reminds me of like like the um, like the kangaroo hideout from Tank Girl. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more Nazi flags around. Yeah. Or oddly, like the um, the weird like warehouse apartment from uh, Wayne's World. Oh yeah, it does feel like that. 
credit where credit's due. Lance Henderson's got to be at like 50 here. Not in bad shape. He's doing all right. What's his tattoo supposed to be? I don't know. But... Also, I don't care how badass you are. Just, like, starting motorcycles, like, in your clubhouse is just generally unpleasant. Yeah. It's not a great move. When was the last time Boz talked to the FBI now? It's been a minute. Uh, oh, when they fake killed the uh, the Bolivian. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is where we have to build in that our FBI guy is um, germaphobe. Oh, a hypochondriac. And he's completely right. They do have enough for racketeering and conspiracy. Yeah, that would solve the problem. We got Al Capone on tax evasion. And we said, job done. Like, do they well, really need a witness? Like they got an FBI yeah. agent. They, they've got Let, the, uh, the dude they pretended to kill. They got let, the hit put out. Yeah, do, yeah. Isn't he an eyewitness and uh, a government agent who can testify to being hired to do a hit job? Also, Why do they need a very unreliable witness for for God knows what when they've already got them on racketeering? Okay, so so this part of the plan here, right? These two National Guard guys at this bridge. When they talk to the Italians, this must have already been part of the plan. Amazing. A much more righteous job. So so they kidnap these guys and they put them in these crates. Yeah, and now let's keep in mind that, like, they didn't bring them to Lance here to, uh, to pass judgment or to figure out, to decide what to do here. He was there. Right. Just shoots him. What? This is madness. I mean, I love it. I love how insane this character is. But you could have shot him at any time, anywhere. I. 
Does do the swastika fl- does do the Nazi flags not give it away? Why are you asking that question? I love this MC True Believer. Uh oh, got the ominous music. Oh, yeah, look at this. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is so fantastic. Did did they put that bike up on a stand at any point? I don't think so. Because there's, there's a little bit of an issue with the way that works, but it's still fantastic. Throwing his fingers into the spokes. Also, that doesn't really solve the problem, does it? No. Like, they have to kill him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I... Okay. Is kidnapping the guardsmen a practical joke? I, I, I'm pretty sure that falls under terrorism slash treason. Right. But, you know. I'm trying to remember. They, they use these guardsmen in a minute as part of their plot as well, right? I can't remember. Uh, or is it just that? They just shoot them in the boxes and that's the end of it. You know, there's a lot that still happens in this movie. Oh, I yes, realize that it may seem like I was, we've is, gone through a lot, but there's plenty more to go. Like I distinctly remember this part from we watched this before, but I'm struggling with how having these two dead national guardsmen in open like well, the nailed shut crates uh like was part of their plan, but I know that it had to be Um. Oh wait! Look, we've got a third emotion out of the boss now. Sort of concerned. Yeah, horny concerned. Horny concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something that like uh, features prominently in this movie that you've seen plenty of examples of so far is kind of the weird neo-nazi girl slave concept yeah it's a little bit of a weird fantasy that a little I, bit <laughs> what oh you had it didn't you have somebody that you used to that you worked with at one point that you discovered was 
Um, who's the guy? Uh, oh yeah, look, see, they're, they're giving the crates with the dead National Guardsmen back somehow. Right. <laughs> Wait, so I'm confused how this came up. Like, how did? Was this just an abandoned truck that they then just surrounded with like? It looked like they pulled vehicles? them out of an ambulance. Right. Wait, what? Are they back on the bridge? Yeah, they are. I. They could have just given them this note. Right, it's a death threat for the mayor. I mean... Oh, no, Whipperton... I thought Whipperton was the, the DA. Is he? I thought he was trying to be mayor. Maybe he's the DA. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I do have to finish the thought, otherwise it's going to be Oh, yeah, very... so I had someone at work that what? The the guy who um, who you Im- who got immediately fired once it came out, the guy you found the uh, the KK Kreutzer. Oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. So okay. and you found his music. On okay his My- okay. Was it on MySpace? Oh no, it was so much better. <laughs> so um, yeah, we hired this manager. And um, this is not slander because this is all just on the internet for anyone to see, like proudly displayed. And his initials were KKK. And uh, there was like a couple like uncomfortable exchanges about that, but it was like, ah, you know, he didn't choose his name, like whatever. And something, something about this guy was off putting to me. And he mentioned to me that he was a musician. He was like, yeah, I cut a few albums. I was like, uh, okay. And he's like 50-something, and it just didn't sit right. And so we're at the bar later on, and I'm like, I'm going to find this guy's music. And they're like, how? And I was like, I know these kinds of dudes. I can find it. And sure enough, I did. So... So yeah, he his it wasn't it wasn't uh, Facebook, it was MySpace, but the music but he just had a profile for his music on MySpace, but the actual music wasn't on SoundCloud. It was on SoundClick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like the budget like the off brand of everything. And yeah, the songs were all about like girl slaves and like yeah, like um like yeah, these Oh, there were song. All the songs were yeah. Just try to find music from KK Kreutzer, and it is mind blowing. But yeah, I, I, yeah. There's there's dudes of a certain age that were really into this sort of like woman ownership, and it, it, it's. Okay. Yeah, this I is don't the know moment how the that this movie goes up. completely off the rails. By the way, you're not imagining it. That is the pistol version of the the rifle that they um, used in Spaceballs, and they're both real guns. Yeah. Yeah. Thus far, I have to give this motorcycle chase scene like a lot of accuracy points. 
there's nothing like super technical about it, but these bikes are overtaking these cars in realistic speeds. There's why? Why? I mean, why did he do that? Why? Well, I think I think the shot was set up poorly, but the idea was is that he was on the other side of the car. Okay. So by doing that, he was going to try to smash him into the wall. I mean, what we got here? Like a is this like a Sportster on is this Sportster on Dyna action here? I mean, they're two pretty evenly matched bikes, I think. Yeah. And at least they're both wearing sunglasses, so you know, they got could realistic. Yeah, you yeah. got your eye protection there. Bam. Oh, fantastic. Normally in an 80s movie, this is where you'd expect them to have a fight on the ground, but. But no, he does actually kill him. Yeah, see, Whipperton is the Yeah, he's the, the DA. DA. Oh, this is where she finds out, yeah. Some more dangling earring action. I mean, it's it's less weird on the women, but still that is a really long earring. Also, is that a sword with a lightning bolt coming out of it? Yeah. I think so. It's pretty good. I mean, I really think of the 80s as sort of the most anti-Nazi, like anti-Russian, anti-anything that's not American decade, right? What? She's got handcuff earrings on the other ear now. I bet there's a whole code to this movie that has to do with, like, scene to scene with people's earrings. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Because, yeah, we have not seen these handcuff earrings, and we don't see them until she discovers that he's a cop. Like, this movie thinks it's being fucking clever through earrings, right? Possibly. I don't know. Oh, this is fantastic. So they take William Forsyth, his dead body, and put him on his bike and have this, like, Viking biker funeral. This is wonderful. Oh, yeah, they prop him up on the motorcycle. (laughs) Do you think this is him on the bike or this is this is a this is a a a dummy? 
Oh, I can't remember. Well, I mean, it obviously switches to a dummy as they set it on fire, but do you think they have him sitting on here? Like, is he doing a great job of looking dead? Uh, no, I think that's a dummy. Yeah, I guess it's pretty easy with the with the dark light and the sunglasses, but... Fantastic. Now, this doesn't quite track for me because in every other scene where a motorcycle just sort of slightly bumps into another vehicle, it immediately explodes and bursts into flames. But here we've got a bike set on fire. No explosions. It's okay. I suppose they could have drained the gas out of the tank. That's the, yeah. But still. This is yet another moment that this whole movie could be over. Hasn't he shown up to multiple compounds with guys armed with AK-47s and all sorts of illicit materials coming in and out of? Like, with, well, I not feel to like mention, this could have been over a long time ago. They, they've got to wait for this whole drug deal to go down, but they know every detail of the drug deal. They can just put surveillance on it and then move in with the freaking National Guard the next day. This is, this is, yeah, they, they, starting with them killing the National Guardsmen for no reason whatsoever, up to this point, I, it's, it's all completely, but none of this was necessary. Well, in fairness, the boss wasn't there for that. That's, yeah. But we've got, like, the FBI, like, you know, local director saying, like, this is enough. Let's bring them in. And then the one guy's like, but I got a good feeling about this sting. Well, yeah, sorry. I would prefer to continue to risk my life with this neo-Nazi motorcycle gang for just a few more interactions before we call it a wrap. Oh. 
I want to talk about his jacket. Is there is there like skunk fur on one shoulder? Is I've been staring at this for ten minutes now. I I can deal with the spider web leather collar. Okay, it's a lot, but I can deal with it. I can deal with the chains. I can deal with the fringe. I can deal, but there's a skunk on his shoulder, right? Ah, uh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Amazing. That's a skunk, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. It has to be. I Okay. Sorry, it's just bothering me. It's really bothering me. Now, does Stone know where to get a a leather jacket with a skunk sewn into it? Well, or I mean, does the FBI have a biker costume guy? Who knows where to get one? I think we're to believe that Stone is so cool. He he just naturally has all this stuff to blend in with bikers. Okay, but... <laughs> I, Has anybody else in this movie had an animal sewn into their leather jacket? Well, his jacket's got other animal things going on. Like, I think there's, like, alligator belly on his elbows. And... There's a whole, there's a whole theme in it, yeah. I'm still not clear on what all these drugs are in this van, in this truck. Like, why this truck just has 50-gallon jugs of meth in it. Has that been explained? Did we miss that? Okay, so... Because it's kind of the linchpin of this whole movie at this point. But for the moment, I mean, it. this is where it gets really weird, because... There's really two plots in this movie. One is the drug running sting, and the other is getting their their pal out of court and freed after uh, you know while the uh, the DA is trying to get him the death sentence. And at this point, I know you feel like you you the listener has been have been watching this movie for like two and a half hours, but we're like an hour in right now. Like, this movie is dense. It it warps time. <laughs> I get. I, I don't know where I missed it. The, this is a semi truck full of fifty gallon barrels of meth, and 
All right. There was the worst shot of the entire movie. That was clearly sped up. I'm okay with it. Where's he going back to? I don't know this location. This is the uh, the secret location where he's going to meet with the FBI when he clearly could have just gone back to the office. Is he wearing another different dangling earring? Like, are we meant to... Okay, in the logic of this movie, we're meant to believe this guy is so into dangling earrings that in the middle of 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 covert operations with drug-running murderous biker gangs trying to flip witnesses, frankly, arguing for just his job, right? Because that's on the line with this whole thing. And fake murdering people. He's so into his dangling earrings that over this period, he is constantly swapping them out. Yeah. Also, technically... Because this has been, like, what, a week in the movie's time, right? Something like that? I... I don't presume any sort of rational timeline to this movie. I don't like, think the writers considered it. My girlfriend will wear it. the same earrings for three days straight, right? Especially if we go out drinking for one of those nights, right? Like, <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Doesn't he shoot the... <laughs> yeah, he shoots the fifth wheel off. You cannot shoot a fifth wheel off a semi with a handgun. <laughs> so, what wait, what did we just see? Was that the was that all the drugs? Yeah, but we didn't see the aftermath or what what the repercussions were. I mean, did the Italians not recognize him? The, the mafia or whatever? Uh, so. I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Because now we're, 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 we're trying to wrap up one plot. And we're, we're rolling into the next. So they found out he's a cop now? I don't remember that happening here. Okay. Oh, I see.
I'm going to admit, I've forgotten everything that happens from this point. This movie's fucking crazy. So this is like the trashiest possible version of that scene from um, The Deer Hunter. Where they've got to argue for five bullets in the Russian roulette game. I don't remember him killing his girlfriend. I love that this guy just really goes there. Now, if anyone was doing the math, he put three rounds sequentially into this revolver. He's fired two that were live. Which means there's only a 25% chance that the boss is going to die here. The odds are actually in his favor, if anyone was doing the math. Like, yeah. It's not really a high-stakes scene. It doesn't work. Well, I mean... I'm still not clear on why they don't kill him. Look, it. We're we the movie has escalated. It really has. I okay. So. So at this point, the FBI knows that their undercover agent is gone missing, after a drug deal gone bad. The army's missing a helicopter. There's two dead uh, uh, National Guardsmen. They know who killed them, and. Let's not forget that the National Guard was called in. Specific, and, yeah, specifically because of this trial. So, and, and the National Guard has only just put two guys on a bridge who got killed, and then this dude took a helicopter from them. Like, what's well, up with the National Guard? So technically, the national—they don't know that the biker gang killed the national guardsmen, but they do know. Yes, at this they point- do because they put that note with with the 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 DA with his face crossed out. You're and blood right. On they them. did, which conveniently was shot on the same bridge that he died on. But yeah, and even if they don't know who killed them, they know that they're dead. But it's apparently. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, Lance Hendrickson like puts on a costume as Lance Hendrickson. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up Lance Hendrickson from Alien is... Yeah, yeah. He's just dressed up as Bishop to get into the courtroom. Fantastic. But yeah, like at this point, like why aren't they making... They know the identities of all these people. They know their hideouts. They... I... Why aren't there a million FBI plants inside this courtroom? Also, I'm pretty sure you don't get in 
to this courtroom for this trial without showing, you know, a driver's license. Yeah. But, <sighs> I feel like you've got a uh, you've got a folder with some photographs in it of people you really don't want to see show up to this trial. I feel like the DA would recognize Lance Hendrickson, right? You'd think so. You'd think he'd be aware of the investigation. Which might include the members of the, uh... Oh, yeah, this is why they don't kill him. Because they're gonna fly him in a helicopter? Yeah, they're approaching this trial in a helicopter with explosives. They're really going for it. So technically, these gang members are still in the military. So, well, the one dude is. I don't know about the others, but yeah, one of them is. Okay. He's just holding the gun on his lap. (laughs) Yeah. They really are some of the most brazen criminals I've ever seen, right? Yeah. Okay. Also, I mean, this is 1991. Like, Vietnam called and wants its helicopter back. Still not clear on why they didn't kill him. Like, what were they going to use him for? Why is he on the helicopter? Yeah, it's, uh... I mean, I know for the movie to happen, we need to get the boss into it. But again, like, this bomb's going to go off in ten seconds. What, What was their plan with the helicopter? I don't know. I mean, I understand they might have, like, thrown the bomb out at the courthouse or but something. Lance but Lance Hendrickson's in the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm super unclear on what the plan with the helicopter was. Okay. So. It kind of feels like, you know, one of those operations from, uh, like from the Joker and the dark Knight, except once you see all the moving pieces, they don't fit together. Half of them are just batshit crazy. (laughs) Like the only thing we're missing is that Lance Hendrickson doesn't plan to get caught. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. Like, 
Lance Hendrickson now seems even more insane because instead of being this weird biker caricature, now that Lance Hendrickson looks like Lance Hendrickson, he yeah. does seem genuinely insane. I love it. I love every piece of this. Yeah, this is properly off the rails. Did it need to fly ground level to get into the the courthouse? Uh, he's doing an expert job of flying it low with uh, with the boss choking him out. You know, I feel like having some FBI in the building was an option. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> it's not like it, the, there was no reason to believe that some hijinks wouldn't get pulled, right? Also, the boss got captured before the beginning of of the jury, uh, or before the beginning of the judge giving his sentencing. Right. So... They knew on this day that the boss was myth was missing. So why didn't they? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well. So so the helicopter's there to like for to to extract them from the courthouse as they're leaving here, right? I think the helicopter is supposed to be to like meet them on the roof or something to. To get him out of there. But that still doesn't explain them arming a bomb for 30 seconds when they were halfway there. Yeah. Also, what is this bill? Is this the actual, like, Louisiana, like, Capitol Court building? Because this is the most, like, opulent, marble, like, structure I've ever seen. It might be. I Again, we don't there's only 3 military dudes here. We we can't come up with more. The National Guard was called in. Also, supposedly this is in the 90s, and this is the National Guard. Why do we have, like, all these random weapons? I haven't seen a single M16, or an AR, or a Beretta. Like, I feel like they raided... I don't know what... You know, technically this is Stone Productions is the actual production yeah. company. <laughs> and I don't know what the stu- the actual studio was that backed it, but, like, I haven't seen a single gun that, like, fits this entire movie. Like, 
the the scenes or the characters involved. I've None gotta, of it makes sense. I've got to give this movie credit for for the motorcycling here. Like they are they are executing their plan on bikes, right? Yeah, that's absolutely solid for a motorcycle movie. This is real commitment. But like, I don't I don't understand like. Any part of this in terms of the guns used. I don't understand why they're waiting to shoot at each other. Oddly. (laughs) Oh, this is fantastic. That's a classic movie. I I love it. Is this this is pre-Terminator or post-Terminator? Uh, I want to say this is post Terminator Two. It's got to be post Terminator Two to to have that that bike go through the air into the helicopter. That's yeah. It, and this is just a thing that I care about that nobody else will. But he did have a Famas transform into a Spaz back into a Famas, which makes no sense. But again, like. Oddly, you know, you know, we've we've done quite a few motorcycle movies at this point. And a lot of motorcycle movies, like and especially motorcycles in TV shows, it's kind of like um the motorcycles are just kind of like let's raid the the studio's motor pool for whatever motorcycles yeah. they have on hand. But Everyone has every every prop gun you could possibly need for a movie. And in this movie, it seems like they went out of their way to get every proper motorcycle. And then they just raided for prop guns. Which weird which is kind of the correct way to do it if you're paying attention to the material. But it's the opposite of everything I've ever seen in all of these silly motorcycle movies. I'm just thinking how I'm so shocked that the boss didn't become a viable action hero. <laughs> just walking around kicking ass in his acid washed jeans. Now, he's an FBI agent. He's not allowed to shoot him. (laughs) I I don't know why, but it's so fucking funny. (laughs) I mean, it's a great fall, but... Were we supposed to think he passed out, or what? Like, I don't... (laughs) Is a wonderful fall. <laughs> just, I don't know. Look, I know like he's he's a little fucked up too, but he should be in cuffs already, right? Now this is the end of Die Hard, right? 
Yeah. Like we've we've got the 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 gutless cop shoots the bad guy who was defeated but comes right back at the end. We've got the uh the scene steal from Terminator 2 with the um with that. We've got um that mo- that scene where he just shoots the the guys in the crate is a rip off of um uh I want to say like it's not quite, but like kind of like Reservoir Dogs or Chris Penn is like, oh, you mean these cops and like or you know this cop and just shoots it right. Like this movie's just kind like a lot of its best moments are just rip off of other iconic movie scenes. Well, there's a lot of that, yeah. Uh, they must have thought they were so great with this uh this steady cam walk away shot of him i someone's going to have some questions you can't just leave the scene of a crime at this courthouse like this I love that none of the extras can hold it together either like everyone's just got to just stare at him as he walks away Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if you just like, if we, if we really just like watch this in slow motion, like how many people can we see in this shot who just stare directly at the camera? Yeah, there's a few. It's gotta be at least like 20. Okay. So, So much just happened. Um, Now, I've got to say with this movie, there's a few less outright bonkers things than others because this movie was made with just a tiny bit more care than others. Um, But we've still got to go through our usual list here. So as a motorcycle movie... It didn't have to be a biker ba- a biker gang, but it being a biker gang at the center of all the crime in this. Um, I want to say all of their crimes were pulled off on motorcycles. Yes. And then he had to pretend to be a biker to infiltrate them as well. And he legitimately, as a character, seemed to own his own bike already, and he rode everywhere. He was riding his bike to go meet up with the FBI, right? Yep. We had uh, a lot of bikes riding through the courthouse scene there at the end. We had bikes running into helicopters. We're pretty bike-heavy here. Out of, out of five, what are you giving this on as a, as a motorcycle movie? Uh, I think this is our first five out of five. Oh, really? You, you yes? Okay. We got, we got you, the biker. You were gang. only like four, four and a half on Savage Dawn, and that was no. really bike heavy. No, th- this is a five. We've got we've got a biker gang. We've got a realistic kind of like neo Nazi style like uh, club going on. We've got. 
it's true. We got them running drugs. We've we've got all sorts of weird stuff going on. We got the weird lawless rallies. We've got everything. It's true. In this one, we see more of the biker gang hierarchy, where we've got like you know the second in command, you know the enforcers, like sergeant arms. Like they're not named. Uh, specifically by title, but like we have all those characters in those roles. Whereas other movies with biker gangs, it's just sort of been, well, we got one crazy guy that everyone seems to follow. Right. Yeah. We got everything. We we've got every, every wholly consistent thing going on here. Okay. So, um, let's see here. Uh, what what do we give this for 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 motorcycle accuracy? Uh I think it's pretty good. I think you know we've got. I think there were a lot of people who were right. I I feel like they clipped a lot of stuff together from like actual motorcycle clubs and uh, mm-hmm. motorcycle events, where they just filmed a bunch of guys rolling down the street and said, "Okay, this this group here." This will be our gang. Right. And we'll, we'll just clip that in, and that's it. But yeah. they got a lot of people. But it was really, like, the only person who clearly was not a proficient rider was the boss. In the one, I agree. In, like, the, the handful of scenes where he was actually riding the bike. Like, it was pretty solid. How, how do we feel about the biker fashion? I brought this up during during the movie, but so many of these movies were influenced by Mad Max, and they had to go for the whole apocalyptic biker thing. I mean, Savage Dawn had to do that, and um, I mean, so, and other movies that we've done they they all they all go for it. This one again, I think, had a a, a much more realistic biker aesthetic what what do we give this movie for fashion points well do we add or deduct points for the earrings oh my gosh the <laughs> earrings yeah this shit. Is a tough one. Ah. well so that's the thing like this movie is so into dangling earrings and earrings as like little uh little um alerts to to plot changes and uh i there really and if you think about it there's the dude that gets his ear cut off as well like there's a whole ear thing going on in this movie that oh it's i think the earrings have to take away because nobody wore that many dangling earrings in the in the 90s they just didn't and um, <laughs> they they just didn't, and this movie was really trying to push that earring agenda agenda hard. Uh, so I've I've got to take it down to I want to say like a three point eight. I I overall, I'm going to deduct points for the earrings. I'm only going to bring it down half a point. I'm going to give it a four out of five, or four and a half out of five, because look. Also, three, they were three percent real heavy-handed with the like, swastikas. Th- they were. Like, I don't know that bi- like legit Nazi bikers are into swastikas that much. 
Okay, yeah, that that's Well, I don't know. I don't I don't associate with any meth running biker gangs. I do, I don't I, know. Okay, yeah. I it's <laughs> Well, I mean, like we, you know, we just did a, a, a like a, a a toy run the other day, and there there are plenty of like there were like some one percenter dudes like hanging around and stuff. Like I, I haven't seen any bikers really rocking a swastika for a long time. I don't think it's a thing anymore. I guess it might have been in the nineties. I don't know. I definitely can't go above four, but but you're willing to go four. I'll come down to a four. Okay. I think, yeah, it, it, it's mostly pretty good. All right. Now, as, as a bonkers story, it, it's, it's, it's a bonkers movie. Um, uh, 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 I, think, I think the real strong point of the whole plot is how insane Lance Hendrickson is. He, he really brings it home for me. And I, and, the movie only works on a basic level because we believe that he really is just fucking crazy. So uh, as far as like charismatic villains, right? Uh, we've got, um, uh, um, Oh God, I can't remember the, the actor. He was a famous actor in, um, even though he's only in the movie for like four minutes in Cyclone, we have um, uh, uh, we have Will Forsyth in um, Savage Dawn. We have um, Lord Humongous in Mad Mad in in Road Warrior. We've got um, uh, what else? Have we who who else is a good bad guy? Um, Uh, I guess, I guess Jurassic Park lawyer from Knight Riders. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I, in the movies that we've done, uh, I, I think our front running villains have to be Lord Humongous and and um, and Lance Hendrickson in this. Our our, our Bishop meets um, Captain Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Bishop. So who 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 do you think is 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 he better than Lord Humongous? Uh, that's a tough one. Well, I think I, I think I've got to go Lord Humongous first, but I think he's our second best villain. Uh, cinematically, Lord Humongous superior. But uh, I think uh, I think Lance wins in terms of motorcycle themes. Uh, but just thematically, Lord Humongous wins hands down. Okay, now what we really need to compare this to is Savage Dawn, since these are clearly sister movies, right? Uh. I'm personally leaning towards Savage Dawn is is the crazier movie. And if I was going to tell someone to watch one of these first, I would definitely go Savage Dawn. Um but I think our our uh weirdly enough, I think our hero 
not our hero, but our um, our villain portrayals are so much stronger in this one. Yes. Well, all the characters are better. At, I think all the characters are better in this, but Savage Dawn just goes off the rails so much more quickly and so much more off the rails. Well, so in Savage Dawn, our main characters are all really weak. It's all the side characters that really make the movie. Yeah. Like uh, like all like the, the, the weird sort of like like you know, we were saying like the sort of Shakespeare comic relief characters, and um, and like the kids and stuff. They, they're all so perfectly bizarre that they really flesh out the movie with an odd sense of of weirdness. Whereas this movie really just gives you the boss with his two emotions, and then Lance just being straight crazy about everything, right? I, it, it's it's not the it's not the ensemble cast that Savage Dawn is, but I will say, I I think the individual performances of the main yeah, cast there in is this not are the, a little better. Well, yeah, I mean, Stone Cold does not have the impromptu enlisting of retarded child soldiers, right? Like, you know, it, <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I. There are still just parts of this movie though that make zero sense, like why they have a bomb on the helicopter, why he's tied up in the helicopter, why do they shoot the national guardsman, why do they send a death threat to the DA, I. All completely unnecessary. Why don't they just move in and arrest the whole gang after, I don't know, three hours of watching them, of having a man on the inside? Uh, um, yeah, uh, also... Um, the uh, The... Okay, this movie did one thing that did impress me. So, you know, when he says, like, I'm not going to... He's like, he's like, why don't you just kill me now? And he goes, like, you know, I'm going to break your heart. And he shoots his own girlfriend. Right? And he legit kills her. It's not like a, he just shoots her in the shoulder. and Like, most other movies would save that character and have her at the ending or something. I do give also, this movie props for having a, the balls to actually kill her. Although we only really have about two and a half seconds to reflect on that. Oh, yeah, because by that <laughs> point, this movie is just, yeah, completely off the rails. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on, yeah. Um, I don't know, what, what other thoughts have you got about this? I, I don't know. Um... I will say, aside from the one shot they tried to get of the boss on the bike, entirely competent motorcycle riding was very impressive. There technically weren't a lot of main characters with uh, riding bikes with it in frame, 
with faces showing. Um, but overall, pretty good. For, uh, for... So, so something that 80s and 90s movies are really guilty of, and it's starting to come back into fashion now with, like, with comic book movies and other things, is um, on-screen gags to flesh out characters' personalities. So you get a lot of stuff of, like, superheroes doing, like, really pithy things with their powers to try to, like, inform you of their characters. You get, um, you get sort of gangster characters just spending money in ridiculous ways, right? Um, but the 80s and 90s were really big with the on-screen gags to somehow, like, try to inform you of the characters, uh, personalities. And this movie had some really big ones. So uh, let's bring back, let's call back to the Komodo dragon pet, right? Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, I mean, the earrings and the fashion in general, right? We've got, um, we've got, uh, um, a million of these little things, like the uh, the, the the biker gangs, like shooting th- uh, beer cans off each other's heads. Like, I, I mean, if we really sit and think the about fully it, automatic, right? With the fully automatic shooting the beer can off. I as far as like on screen gags to for in replacement for character development, I this is this has got to be the biggest one, right? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, who, who had less emotion, the boss or Lance Hendrickson in Savage Dawn? Um, oh, that's a tough one. I, don't I know. know. Yeah. They're, they're both pretty flat, uh, because Lance was just sort of, uh, like he gave like a slight, like PTSD vibe. Whereas again, the boss was just too cool for school. I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's, uh, yeah. Who was more one dimensional? I mean, the boss just exuded a lot more character just with the mullet itself. That's true. Like he, I mean, with Lance Hendrickson in Savage Dawn, just the color palette and the age of the movie and the budget just really aged it a lot. That made it not seem as as emotive. Whereas the boss was just like, well, mullet, banana hammock. And a lot of good camera work. Yeah, the boss is... seem a little more competent. I don't think he is, but I feel like the the way the movie was was cut together, the production made him seem more emotive. Okay, what what's what's your overall rating on this? You know, with with Night Riders being you know an eleven out of five. Um, like what 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 are we giving this? 
Uh, I, I want to say we gave like Cyclone a solid three or something like that. Uh, <laughs> Cyclone is its own special little thing. I mean, Road Warrior was a was a solid five out of five. I, you know, I have to give this one more like. Um, uh, I I don't know that I can go more than three on this one. I mean, it's worth a watch. This one's bananas at the end, and and uh, the like I said with 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 the straight up like Boz doing his gay pirate thing all over the place, and um, and Lance Hendrickson just being a complete psychopath, and I the, the movie really goes for it at the end, even if it even if it rips off a bunch of other movies. I, I still think it's worth a watch. I don't think it's like a it's worth a rewatch. I don't think this makes it onto our revisit list. But I mean I don't think this is something you have to watch over and over again. But this is something you have to watch at least once all the way through. Well if you've seen Savage Dawn, you have to watch this. Because it's yeah. yeah, it's the companion movie for certain. I I don't know how you would not be compelled to watch this. Right. <laughs> if you're already if you all if you were already invested enough to watch Savage Dawn, well then you have to watch this all the way through. It's true. All right. I, I think we've we've uh we've cleared it up pretty good. Um I don't have any other thoughts. Um let's see here for anyone that's made it this far, um I think we're gonna go probably at least another 10 days before you, we drop another episode because it's going to be solidly I like I, I'm, I'm not doing one until the new year I don't know about you and then no. uh, so you got plenty of time to listen to this and then um, also we have been making significant progress on the uh, the Nokomoto app so keep your eyes peeled for that and um, yeah we'll see everybody in the new year and yeah, let's uh, let's finish this one. See you later, guys. Bye. All right, where's our stop button? Oh, it's over there. Ooh. All right, I'm done. I'm gonna take a nap before I head out. <laughs>